With that being said, it is Monday morning and there is a lot of thoughts in my own mind. Uh, but the, the main one that keeps popping up is, and I go through this question, this question comes in my mind a lot all the time, is why not me? Why not me? Why can't I? Why shouldn't I? And that that question holds so much that question holds so much to me especially as i just sit here and look outside because i we all have this innate desire to get better you know we we all have an a unborn nature and characteristic that is wanting to improve whether that's improve physically whether that's improve in a career whether that's improving through your own personal life like everybody in some way is wanting to get better at something. Now, when I say get better at something, like let's remember better does not always mean better in a good way. <laughs> like you can get better at something and it's maladaptive behavior. For example, a person that uh, binge eats, a person that has an emotional attachment to food, you know, they can get really good at associating emotional attachments, food, emotional attachment, food. And, and that can be a really, really strong schema that they have. If I feel this way or I think this way, then food is linked to this and therefore I should eat. Right. And they get better at it. So let's go ahead and squash this concept of getting better always it means going in a better route or in a good route. Like I work with some athletes where they're really good at not working. <laughs> they're really good at being unfocused. They're really good at letting their emotions just take over. So getting better is an innate thing, right? We we want to get better at something, but we do, this is you know what I love about willpower is we do have the ability to will or guide how we get better in a specific place. And so when I, when I woke up, you know, I thought, well, why not me? Why can't I, why shouldn't I? Because I want to be better in, in certain things. And then I started to think about, you know, the elite that we see elite athletes, elite um, executives, the elite in any business field, you know, why them and not everybody, you know, why specifically them and not everybody. And excuse me, what it boiled down to in my mind, and I had to jot these things down because a journaling, it helps. I had to jot it down to the point of, you know, is it a talent thing? Is it a resource thing? Is it a skill thing? Is it, you know, is it something that they have that others don't? And I kept thinking about that in more of a tangible sense. Like, is it something that they physically have that others do not, that makes them better? And then what it boiled down to, and, and this is something from Tim Grover, if you have not read or listen to anything by Tim Grover, I highly recommend it. He is great. His book, Relentless, spot on. Um, but he really just boiled it down to very simplistic thinking as pretty much your feelings just guide where you're going to get better at, you know, and that's, that's the quickest way I can explain how he thinks. And when I thought about that, I was like, no, nah, I mean, that that can't be true, right? That can't be true. There, there has to be something 
else missing, right? There has to be something else missing. And then when I continue to think and just let my, you know, brain daydream pretty much, I thought about a elite athlete, you know, an ultra elite athlete, maybe an Olympian. And yeah, there was obviously genetics, obviously timing, obviously resources that all play a factor into it. But at its core, you know, they're doing the same thing that a other individual playing in that same sport is doing. You know, they're doing the same thing. They're going to the practices. They're taking the corrections. They're they're executing or playing in games to gain experience. They're they're training in the off season. They're being aware of how they recover. They're mindful of their nutrition. And when you think about all of that stuff, every single person on this planet could do that in some way. Now I'm let's go ahead and squash this. I'm not saying if you don't do these things, you're not going to be an ultra elite. That's not, you know, or the elite. That's not what I'm saying. But it did make it aware that the ability to get better in in the right way, in more of a positive manner in life, the ability to get better is not taking this ginormous leap across a ravine. It's not taking this giant step of, you know, oh, we started at, you know, floor one and now we're at floor seven. You know, that's how you really see that you've gotten better. It truly was what I just mentioned. They monitored their sleep. They went to practices. They executed in in competitions or matches. They were aware of their nutrition. They went to practices. They had a completely different focal point on the things that appear not important. I'm going to say it again. They have a completely different focal point on things that appear not important. Because when we break it down, you know, when we think about an elite athlete, our first thing might not be, oh, what do they eat? You know, our first thing is I want to watch their sport. I want to watch what they're doing physically with their body. You know, and and then we have this strong connection of wow, they're this this big invincibility complex for athletes, right? And even us as spectators, we place that invincibility complex on them, but we see them as these great beings that have physical feats that we can't achieve. And again, sure, other other factors of, for example, just genetics talent are involved, but is that the 90% though? You know, is it the 90% that makes them so good or, or is it the genetics and, and their raw ability actually lower and their 90% is the focus on things that are not important, right? I remember when I first wanted to start competing um, as a bikini competitor and you know, the very first time someone expressed even that idea to me, I was like, uh, do you know how old I am? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not doing that. Right. And I had other negative attachments to the idea because of just what I thought it was. And I remember meeting someone and they they looked at me because I kept toying with the idea after it was presented. I kept toying with it and thinking about it and considering it. And then all of a sudden someone came, 
someone that I was talking to, they just kind of looked at me and said, well, why not you? Why, why not? Why not you? Right? Why can you not do this? And the only excuse, I guess, if we call it that, that I had was because I was too old. Because my brain thought I was too old. All of my quote unquote ability had passed me by. And they really flipped the script in my mind to think the ability factor, the ability factor is what people think makes a competitor. Like people think if you have the ability, you should do the competition part. But really, it's the focusing in on the things that are important right? Like if you wake up and you're obedient, right? Like you have to be obedient to the non-important things. Those are the non-negotiables, right? Like you have to be very clear that you follow the rules of things that don't appear important, such as showing up every day, right? So in, in the eyes of a competitor that's getting ready for stage like every day is a preparation for the stage every day I wake up it's a prep for the stage and I don't even have a show date in mind but it's a preparation for when that comes and and that's where you get those that are in the elite realm and those that aren't because every single day is important enough to them to be obedient to the things that are their non-negotiables. They are obedient to the things that do not appear important. And when they are obedient to that every single day, when it's time to turn the key, enter the competition, make that promotion, make that decision, right? They appear as if they are otherworldly. Do you see what I'm talking about? It appears as if, oh my gosh, this is another, this is some otherworldly celestial being that just beamed down all of a sudden and has these great talents. They do have great talent, right? But they also aren't adhering to the validation along the way. They aren't adhering to the applause that they need throughout every single step of the journey because we can be real. No one is applauding if you drink more water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I love when people say like, yeah, I drank a whole bunch of water today. Okay, that's awesome. Do it again tomorrow. <laughs> okay, you did it tomorrow. Do it the next, do it the next day. Okay, do it the day after that. And that's when you really start to challenge yourself with, can you do this every day when you really don't feel like doing it? Because those are the things that are not as important. We always attach a feeling to the things that appear not as fun, right? If it's, if it's not fun, I'm going to attach a feeling to it as it's boring, it's not important. But really, it might be that one thing that done for a long period, okay? A long periodically, <laughs> a long period of time is crucial to where you want to go right? So what I want to leave with is, you know, what are the things that you have in your life right now that do not appear to be important in your, in your world, right? Because everybody's is different. So for me, someone doesn't, a person that's not doing what I do doesn't understand the importance of, of mealtimes and eating, 
So I can't be upset if they look at me and say, well, just don't eat that meal today. Uh, no, right? If I don't eat a meal, I'm about to be hangry. I'm about to be real nasty. So we, we have to make sure the meal is in. Um, but I also get it from another perspective. Like I'm not a CEO of a business. I don't even own a business. Therefore, if a business owner comes to me with their, their troubles and their, their issues or concerns, I might can have, I can under, I might have a perspective of what they're trying to convey to me, but I can't provide them anything with value and knowledge because I'm not an authority there. But certain things that appear simple or certain things that appear not important in my eyes are completely crucial in their eyes. And that's how they grow their business to get better. That's how I'm growing myself to get better in that space of, of being a, a strong competitor. So if you were to write down, uh, how do you do this? Okay, so how do you do this? If you were to write down things in your life, okay, let me say it like this. If you were to write down things in your life that have an emotional attachment of, I don't want to do it, or I don't feel like doing it, or if there's resistance that you naturally go to. And this is going to be hard because you have to look in the mirror. You have to do this mirror look with yourself and recognize, okay, I don't want to do it and not attach an excuse for it, right? If you can find those and quickly jot them down, you'll start to see perhaps if I put more time and energy into those things that I naturally push under the rug, maybe they are the key to reaching a next step or a new level, maybe not a new floor. Remember how we discussed earlier, it's not a big jump from, from floor one to floor seven, but you know, hey, maybe you're walking on the elevator that goes up. Okay, that's a step and that's an improvement step. Like you can stand in front of the elevator and not know where you're going. It might be going down and you're trying to go up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem and nobody likes doing that. Um, but if you decide to take the next step, it might be knowing exactly where you want to go. You might want to go to floor seven. Well, you got to get on the elevator first. And if you are not making it aware of the things in your life that you have placed, that you have placed with, I don't want to do there's resistance to it, or there's not an ability to change, you know, around that. Like, for example, you might know already, I need to wake up and, you know, I got to walk for 10 minutes. Okay. It's very easy to say, I need to wake up and I, I'm going to walk for 10 minutes. That's simple, but we can quickly attach every excuse or every reason why we should not. I don't feel like it. I have to do this for my kids. I can't, I couldn't find my shoes. I'm already late because I stayed in bed too long. All, right, all of those things are an attachment and a resistance to that. So therefore, just writing down, I have a resistance to doing my 10 minute walk 
right? I have a resistance to doing my 10 minute walk and, and just putting that down in on paper or, you know, in your phone or whatever you do, you might start to gather a list of things that you naturally resist in your life because we don't really know what we resist until we start putting it out there where we can see it or hear it. And when we put those things out there, we are going to start realizing that it's not skill talent that gets me to this major place. It, you know, it's the faithfulness and the obedience to doing things that appear not important. So I want you to think if I, if I am faithful to being super successful, I need to be obedient to the things that are not important. Important. 